0: Welcome back listeners to Sandman Stories Presents, a folklore podcast where I read you to sleep or until the next story. I'm your host Dustin. Today we are back in the book of Louisiana folklore written down by Elsie Fortier. In the first story, we get an odd mix of stories to show why tigers don't like dogs. In the second story, Brother Rabbit is being tricky again. And in the final story, Mr. Owl and Mr. Mockingbird are courting Miss Mockingbird. But why is Mr. Owl not making any progress? Okay. Let's begin. The Dog and the Tiger One day a dog bought 100 hens and one rooster, and a tiger bought 100 roosters and one hen. Every evening the dog found a basket full of eggs in his chicken house, and the tiger found only one egg. The tiger accused the dog of robbing him, and he tied him up, put him in a wheelbarrow, and took him along to sell. On the way he met a deer, and relating the story to him, asked him if he was wrong to sell the dog. The deer said, No, whereupon the tiger killed him. A little while later, he met a lion, and related the story to him. The lion said that the tiger was wrong, and that the latter replied, You speak in that way, because you know you are stronger than me. After some time, the tiger went into the woods, and left the dog alone for a few minutes. Some hunters passed by, and they asked the dog what he was doing there. He related the story, and the hunters asked him to show him where the tiger was. The tiger was terribly frightened, and from that time, dogs have never been afraid of wild beasts. The End Okay, and story number two, Brother Rabbit's Godchild. Once upon a time, Brother Rabbit was working for Brother Hyena. The latter had brought a barrel of butter and hidden it in his cellar. The two companions were working in the field together one day, when, all at once, Rabbit raised his head and said, They are calling me to be the godfather to a child. Go immediately, replied Hyena. "'You must not make them wait.' "'Rabbit ran off, and when he returned, Hyena said to him, "'Well, did you baptize the child? What did you call him?' "'I called him Begun.' "'Indeed, that is a strange name.' "'A little later, Rabbit raised his head again, and he said, "'They are calling me again, to be a godfather to another child.' "'Go,' said Hyena.' You cannot tell them no." Brother Rabbit ran off again and remained away longer than the first time. On his return Hyena said, What did you call the child this time? I called him Half. Half? But what name is that? I never heard such strange names like the ones you give to the children you baptized. A little while later, while they were working, Rabbit raised his head and said, There, they are calling me again for another child. It is very annoying. I shall never be able to finish my work. Go, said Hyena. You cannot say no. Rabbit ran off, laughing to himself. When he returned, Hyena said, What is the name of the child? Oh, I called him All Finished, because I do not want to be godfather to any other children. Now... Hyena thought to himself, I must have a good dinner. Let me fill my butter dish with my good butter. He looked into the barrel, and there was nothing in it. Rabbit had eaten all the butter. Oh, that is too much, said Hyena. He will pay for that. He caught Rabbit, tied him up with a rope, and said, Now what am I going to do with you? I'm going to throw you in the river. Ah, yes. That is what I like. No, you are too happy. I'll throw you in the fire. Ah, yes, throw me in the fire. No, because you are too happy. I'll throw you in the briars. Oh, I pray you, my dear hyena, do not throw me in the briars. Yes, it is there you must go. Hyena threw Rabbit into the briars. As soon as he fell, he cut the rope with his teeth and ran away crying. Thank you, my good hyena. You placed me exactly where my mother resides. The end. Okay, and story number three, Miss Mockingbird, Mr. Mockingbird, and Mr. Owl. Once upon a time, the Mockingbird and the Owl were courting Miss Mockingbird. She said to them, Well, I shall marry the one who will remain longer without eating. I shall remain under the tree, and you upon it. Now the Mockingbird looked down at his lady-love and flew down to her, singing, Chivi-chivi-ta-la-la, Chivi-chivi-ta-la-la, he la la When he reached Miss Mockingbird, he did as if he wanted to kiss her, and she gave him some food, which she had in her beak. Mr. Mockingbird flew back to his tree. The owl, in his turn, flew towards his lady-love, and he sang, Cuckoo-ta-la-la, Cuckoo-ta-la-la, ta la la He wished to kiss Miss Mockingbird, but she turned her head aside and said, Go away, your wings hurt me. The poor owl had nothing to eat, while every day the mockingbird flew down and kissing the young lady got something to eat. The owl came down also from the tree, but he was beginning to be very hungry, and his voice was very weak when he sang, Coo-coo-ta-la-la Coo-coo-ta-la-la Hevi ta la la. Miss Mockingbird did not want to look at him or to give him anything to eat, and he had to go back to his tree with an empty stomach. Mr. Mockingbird, on the contrary, grew more boastful every day, and sang in a loud voice: "Chivi chivi ta la la, chivi chivi ta la la, hevi ta la la." The poor owl was dying of hunger, and one could hardly hear his song. Coo, coo, tala, coo coo, tala, ta tala. He tried to kiss Miss Mockingbird, but she said to him, "Go away! Your large wings hurt me," and she gave him a slap, which threw him down. He was so weak from hunger that he died, and Mr. Mockingbird flew away with his bride. The end. In the first story, I liked how it explains why dogs aren't afraid of wild animals. And in the second, I liked the echoes of the Brer Rabbit and the Briar Patch. The last one was just a little bit sad because Owl was just trying to make a fair play, and he still died in the end. Still, I love these stories. Alright, and the podcast shout-out is to Uncanny Japan. Award-winning author, Teresa Matsura, and audio guy extraordinaire, Rich Pav have created a podcast that is filled with folklore, soundscapes, and amazing storytelling. And if you like their podcast as much as I do, go and give them a like, a rating, and a review. And the listener shout-out is to Colombo, Sri Lanka. You're 100% of my listeners from Sri Lanka. It is the capital of the country, and it was once part of the Kote Empire. It has a population around 5.7 million, and has been part of several different empires. There are quite a few theories on the name of this city, but none of them have anything to do with the 1492 guy. My friends Sammy and Praniti are both of Sri Lankan heritage. I met them both in Korea. Sammy is back in Sri Lanka with his family, and Praniti is still in Korea with her husband. I will try my best to say this correctly. The language today is Sinhalese. Stutii sahasubha ratriak. Thank you, and good night.